Audio Mission. Audio Mission. A CMS podcast. A CMS podcast. Hello, this is Mike Stranks welcoming you to this CMS podcast. When Andy and Susie Hart went to Iringa in Tanzania as CMS mission partners, they went at the specific invitation of the diocesan bishop. He felt that there was a useful work for a Christian veterinary surgeon to be doing, and Andy went to fulfil that role. But when they got to Iringa, Susie quickly realised that there was a real need to develop a practical Christian ministry for disabled people. And so in 2003, Nima Crafts came into being. Starting as a workshop where people with various disabilities could make craft products for sale both locally and overseas, NEMA now encompasses not only the craft workshop, but also a cafe operated completely by those who are deaf, and a guest house run by disabled people. Andy and Susie have now returned to the UK and recently met with CMS's Sarah Holmes to reflect on their experiences. They started by sharing some of the transformations they've seen in the lives of the people with whom they've been working. The deaf people who are uh, working in the cafe, either as chefs or as waiters, previously they would go into local shops and they would be shooed out, often at the end of a stick or a broom, by the shopkeepers because they didn't want them in the shop. Um, now those same shopkeepers, many of them are customers in our cafe and the menus are in English, Swahili and sign language so all our customers can learn how to greet a deaf person and just begins to break down those barriers and so now those same deaf people will go into the shops where they were previously unwelcome and they'll be beckoned to the front and the shopkeeper will often move aside his other customers and, and say Habari Zasabiri and he'll sign it in Swahili sign language to them because he wants to show off to his other customers I know a bit of sign language, I can communicate with this person and so that deaf person is now a valued customer and is respected in a way that they were never done before um, and so the whole situation has been transformed and we've seen that repeated in many situations all over Oringa how people who were previously despised and oppressed and marginalized and utterly looked down upon are now respected members of their society one of our physically disabled guys who crawls on the ground, uh, called Benjamin Trowell, or sometimes walks on it with a big stick, I think it's polio that he, he had as a child, he came into work one morning with a huge smile on his face and when we said, Ben, why are, you, why are you so happy? He said, well, someone came up to me this morning and asked me to help them pay their son's school fees. And we said, well, that happens all the time. It gets really annoying, everyone coming and asking you all the time. And he said, no, no one would have come and asked me. He said, this, is, he said, this, this means I'm part of society. It's people value me. People are coming to me for help. He said, that would have never happened before. And there's lots of small things like this which just show how um, things have changed for these guys and they're now respected members of society and valued. The business manager or the, the shop manager, he sounds an amazing guy. Could you tell me his story and how things have changed for him? That's right, and the majority of our crafts that we produce at Nima Crafts are sold in our shop in Oringa, which is part of the craft centre, and our shop manager is a wonderful man called Haruna, who had polio as a child, and he's one of ten children, and his parents wouldn't let him go to school, because they said, look, it's, there's no point us paying school fees for someone who's got a disability, because no one is going to give you a job at the end of it, and so he felt dreadful about that, and he was complete, completely illiterate until he was in his late teens, 
and then uh, he was given a chicken and he sold it and bought some uniform shorts and uh, uh, an exercise book and he said to his parents I'm going to school and you can't stop me and uh, he, he went to the local primary school and enrolled and he got through the whole of his school system in a very short number of years and very quickly learnt fluent English which is a huge achievement in rural Tanzania um, and yet still no local businessman would give him a job and so he heard about Nima Crafts and came and was one of our bead workers for many years um, but we saw how entrepreneurial he was and, and just how gifted and uh, he's now our shop manager and he also does all the, the tours as well for people who come on tours of the craft centre and also whereas before he wasn't really welcome in his church um, because he was considered to be an outcast um, he's now one of the elders of his church and is often found to be giving the sermon on a Sunday morning and he's uh, uh, married a lovely woman called Beatrice who's about a foot and a half taller than he is and he's beautiful and uh, he has a lovely son called Nelson so he's absolutely respected and, and absolutely the heart of his community um, whereas before he was on the edges and he was disrespected and very much despised how does it make you both feel to see how people's lives have been transformed through the work that you've done? It's it's lovely to see it. When we walk into the Iringa Town Centre, and you, when we first arrived, you would see disabled people begging on the roadside, people walking past them, ignoring them. Um, now you walk in, you see a disabled person in their bicycle wheelchair in the heart of a conversation with other people, other able-bodied people. And that's just, that's fantastic to see. There's almost, you can almost feel the um, the change in the community, that there's something lifted, a weight being lifted off that community, and you see the, the interactions going on. And that's, that's really lovely mm. uh, to see. I know a lot of people have been touched by the Nemo Craft story, and especially when you Google it and you see lots of different things come up. Is it also getting lots of publicity locally? Yes, very much so. Um, it's known all over Tanzania now, and we do have people coming from all over the country, even elsewhere in Africa as well, to come and visit Nima Crafts, um, because it's a model that, that is actually working. Um, and many people come from other dioceses and say, oh, we'd love to work with our disabled people, but we don't really know how to go about it. And so they come to see Nima and to, to take home ideas from that. Um, and, you know, the local government and even national government now recognise Nima Crafts as a centre of excellence for working with people with disabilities which is just lovely to see. You've now handed the baton over if you like to Ben and Katie Ray who are also CMS mission partners. Tell me how that's going to work and was it hard to let go? Well I think it's a it's a healthy thing for any organisation not to be run by its founders forever and it was hard to leave and we missed the people that we were working with very much but it was the right thing to hand over to people with with new ideas and different skills and of course there's a very strong Tanzanian, a Tanzanian staff team also running it with them. And you Susie you'll be working as an associate mission partner and you'll be running the UK side of things is that right? That's right. I'm going to carry on working for Nima Crafts as a CMS mission associate. Um, I'm going to be helping principally with the fundraising and, and the marketing um, because a lot of, of uh, Nima Crafts manages, manages to be self-supporting because of the, the sale of the crafts that are produced. But there are many things we do, such as the physiotherapy work for disabled children that can't generate its own income to cover its own costs because, of course, it's all given freely to those children. And so I'll be doing some fundraising to help with that. Um, I'll also be looking for markets for the crafts that are made in Tanzania 
Tanzania and I'm also hoping to be working with adults with disabilities here in the UK as well um, and starting a, an enterprise called Little Nima uh, where people will be able to come learn a skill um, and volunteer and, and make saleable crafts which will then be sold in aid of Nima Crafts in Tanzania so it's giving people with, with disabilities an opportunity to come and do a therapeutic activity uh, meet other people but also um, think about other people with disabilities in the developing world who are very much uh, more um, in need even than they are themselves and to do something positive to help other people. You know we have seen how people live elsewhere and we understand the excesses of life here and we don't want to become you know, numbed to that over time and also that we manage to remember that the way we live here in the UK is not normal for most of the world. Um, most of us uh, live as though this is this is sort of fairly standard, this is fairly normal and, and uh, people living in poverty are in the minority. That's not the case. Um, the way we live in the UK, uh, we are in the you know the vast minority in actual fact and actually um, our life, lifestyle comes at a cost to people elsewhere in the world. Um, through oppressive labour, through unfair trade, you know, we benefit from the sweat of the poor actually in other parts of the world and we really need to look at the way that we live and the amount of resources we use up um, and really reassess that and I hope that Andy and I won't um, forget that reality and uh, will live accordingly and inspire others to do the same. Susie Hart concluding that conversation with Sarah Holmes by reminding those of us who live in the UK how abnormal our lifestyle is in world terms and encouraging us all to remember God's kingdom values of fairness, justice and equality as we live our lives. I'm Mike Stranks and this has been a CMS Audio Mission podcast. Audio mission. Audio mission. A CMS podcast. A CMS podcast. A CMS podcast.